TFA fam, what is going on? It is the fantasy football rankings for the NFL playoffs. Tonight we are hitting on wide receiver. Already done running back, quarterback, and tight end. So this will be the last one we're going to record for this week. Before we jump into it, again, if you want to do the playoff challenge that we have set up, all you got to do, just hit us up on the email, thefantasyauthority1 at gmail.com. It's the simple, most easiest way. Just shoot an email, just say, playoffs, challenge, whatever. Just let us know you want in. We'll get you in. Whoever wins is getting an autographed Miles Sanders jersey. I've been saying it in all the videos. As of right now, we have like 10 people in there, and four or five of them are like TFA affiliated. All right? So first of all, don't let one of us win it. Second of all, if you want a super sweet Miles Sanders autographed jersey, your odds are pretty damn good, sitting at 1 in 10 right now. So, again, the Fantasy Authority 1 at Gmail is the easiest way to do it. You can also hit us up on social if you have to, but we're just going to ask you for your uh, your email address anyway, so just make it easier on all of us. Shoot us an email. We'll get you in. All the rules and everything are up on the site. We're having it on NFL.com. So, we have a couple more receivers to talk about tonight, Kev. So, let's go ahead and just dive right into this. Top 12 rankings for the wild card weekend we both have the same numero uno that is stefan diggs easy play he's going to be super chalky no matter what kind of format you're playing in and then you have an aj brown chris godwin deontay johnson a rob t mac michael thomas tyler lockett mike evans marquise brown dk metcalf robert woods coming in at wide receiver 12 for you and then I have Diggs, Godwin, A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, Michael Thomas, A-Rob, McLaurin, Lockett, Corey Davis, Juju, Jarvis Landry, and D.K. Metcalf at 12. So why don't you leave things off, talk about a couple of these guys, and then uh, I will hit on some, and then we'll move on to the twos. All right, yeah. So I mean, I think starting things off, I'm I'm gonna hit on uh, my guy Chris Godwin. Um, th this really will be dependent too, as well on, on what happens with Mike Evans. He currently did not practice today. On Thursday will be the biggest day to monitor uh, his practice uh, time. I currently have Mike Evans ranked ninth, just because I think there is an opportunity for him to play. I know they talked about it today. Uh, Bruce Arians said that they're, they're optimistic that he will be able to return if he does not get any practice tomorrow. I want to be willing to bet he wouldn't, and then I think that would really change. I would probably move Antonio Brown straight up to where I have Mike Evans at this point because if you look at the last couple of weeks uh, in this offense that, you know, Antonio Brown has really started to come on as well over the last four weeks of the season. He actually leads this team in wide receiver or in targets over the last four weeks with 33, with 25 receptions, 315 yards and four touchdowns. So Antonio Brown uh, certainly has started to really come on. But Chris Godwin gets a, a great matchup this weekend. He will be seeing uh, the majority of Jimmy Moreland this year, who allows a 72% catch rate and uh, has, has just been pretty terrible overall this year. Uh, so he is there. They're mainly in the slot, where it's obviously that is where Chris Godwin plays the majority of the time, plays 67% of his slaps from the slot. So I like Chris Godwin a lot, especially even more so if Mike Evans is out. So I definitely love playing Chris Godwin. Um, Allen Robinson, I know he's going to be going up against Marshawn Lattimore 
And I'm not really all that concerned with that. Allen Robinson can crush that. So we're going to have to really monitor things with again because Darnell Mooney right now is banged up. He did not practice today. So I'll have to monitor that, which would probably elevate a guy like Anthony Miller to become a little bit more interesting in terms of a, a player that you could look to playing. But you know Allen Robinson is going to see a ton of targets every single week. Um, a couple other guys that I just kind of wanted to talk about briefly was, one, if Michael Thomas is back, it sounds like he's supposed to be all signs pointing that he should be able to return this week as long as he does get activated from the IR. I think you can look at him as probably like a top 10 option, especially with Drew Brees back. I think that really kind of, we know that uh, that is one of Drew Brees' security blankets and he could see 10 to 15 targets in this game. I should mention as well on that side of the football for Chicago, Jalen Johnson was able to return to practice today. He got an unlimited practice. He may be available for them, but Ro- Roquan Smith did not practice again today. So that is something to monitor there. But the DK Metcalf, Obviously, I think we're probably a lot lower on him than what most people have him. I think if you like like fantasy pros, he's like still a top five wide receiver, which to me is just being plain ridiculous because DK Metcalf has not been that guy um, really in a while, and it's not a good matchup. Jalen Ramsey has done a really good job uh, against him so far this year, but really you have to go back to Week Twelve to really had a, a kind of a big game, right? Where he had. Uh, week 12, we had 27.7 fantasy points. He did have 18.1 against the Jets where he went six for 61 and a touchdown. But, um, you know, it just hasn't been the same for him. A lot of it's because they just haven't been throwing the ball nearly as much, and I think that has really affected them. And some of it's been matchup based on who they've seen. But we have seen this matchup now twice for DK Metcalf. The first time he went two for 28, and then a week 16, he did go six for 59. Uh, against Jalen Ramsey in this matchup, scoring 12 fantasy points. The boom is certainly there. Like, if he scored 30 fantasy points, would it surprise me? Absolutely not. Like, that range of possibility is there. But that outcome seems less likely to me, especially in a matchup going against uh, against L.A. That's why I have him much lower than I think m- most other people do. The last guy I want to talk about is Marquise Brown. Uh, he's really started to come on after that uh, really rough, rough patch that he had to start the season really week six through basically 11 where the guy was tweeting at halftime about his role being upset in this offense things have really started to turn around for him um, he scored at least double digit fantasy points ever for the last six games in a row uh, he continues to score touchdowns he has scored uh, at least one touchdown in every game in that span except for one that was week 15 against Jacksonville but he still went six for 98 in that game but he's starting to be more and more utilized in this in this in this offense and this is one of the best slates of this or one of the best games to target on this slate so for me I think the way that I would try to run this is I would look to probably stack right and just like you would in a, in a tournament in GPP or in in DFS, and I would look at it very similar. If you're running Josh Allen, I am definitely going to be stacking him with with probably Stephon Diggs. I think if you wanted to play Lamar, you could play him naked, which means you're just not playing him with anybody. But I think you could look at running him with Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown, or you could just pick one or the other. Marquise Brown, we know, has a really high ceiling. He's somebody that could drop 25 fantasy points, especially against this terrible, sorry-ass Titans secondary. So I do like Marquise Brown a lot. I think you could also run back, but it really depends. Like NFL.com, you only get two wide receiver slots. There's no flex. I would probably be less inclined to try to stack in, in, a, in a format like that. But if it's your typical fantasy league where you get you know two or three wide receivers plus a flex, I definitely would be looking to take advantage of that, really stacking up a game, really targeting a game. 
And if you look, if you look at this Baltimore game, it has the highest total on the entire slate. So if you want to get a lot of pieces from this game, if you wanted to run Lamar Jackson and you know, uh, stack him with Marquise Brown. Then I think you could run it back with an AJ Brown or a Derrick Henry. I think those are all options that you should be looking at in a way you can get different, especially if you're in a league with people that don't play DraftKings or don't play DFS and aren't really thinking in that manner. I think it's a really smart move to try to uh, attack probably the highest scoring game here where there's a lot of fantasy goodness. I think that is a very smart strategy here on a weekend like this. And that that's something that could separate you from other people. Yeah. But we're the only two guys that I want to touch on. Um, one thing I do want to say about Abrob real quick, you mentioned his matchup with uh, Lattimore. I'm not worried about that. The thing that worries me in this game is Mitchell Trubisky. The Saints have the or tied for the fourth highest pressure rate in the NFL, and among quarterbacks with at least 300 dropbacks, Trubisky is 25th out of 32 quarterbacks in terms of their adjusted completion percentage when facing pressure. So... Not, not not afraid of the matchup itself. It's more about uh, Mitchell Trubisky there. The, the the two receivers that I do want to touch on before we move over to our wide receiver twos for the week are the Steelers that I have here, both ranked as wide receiver ones. That is Deontay Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, when I went back and looked at this, obviously Deontay has been leading this team in targets, but I didn't realize that he has more double-digit target games than Juju and Claypool combined. Deontay has 10 uh, double-digit target games on the year, and uh, Juju and Claypool have four apiece. So he's he's out doing them on his own in terms of those kind of games. We know what he can do is, you know, as long as he can catch the ball. I know I've been kind of the homer hater here for the Steelers all, all, all year, but I do think this uh, matchup sets up really nicely, particularly in a matchup where, the Browns' run defense has given up the eighth-fewest rushing yards on the season, and they've given up the fourth-fewest fantasy points per game to running backs in total. So they should be attacked through the air. Now, not having Olivier Vernon is going to help things, but still, the the way that you go about attacking this, the Browns' defense, is through the air. And then Juju, uh, in three of his last four games, has at least six catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown and again, like I was saying, with this Cleveland defense, they're allowing the fifth most fantasy points per game to wide receivers over the last three weeks of the remaining playoff teams. And if you look at it through across the year over all the teams, they uh, they have allowed the ninth most. So I think, uh, you know, we, we talked about liking Big Ben this week on the quarterback show, and I think those two are going to be the beneficiaries. So we'll go ahead and move things over to the wide receiver twos and start to wrap this up. Uh, you have it, Landry, Juju, Corey Davis, Antonio Brown, Cooper Cup, T.Y. Hilton, John Brown, Manny Sanders, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, who you mentioned about being on the injury report, Rashard Higgins and Michael Pittman finish out your top 24 wide receivers. And I have it, Cup, Marquise Brown, Antonio Brown, Bobby Trees, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Zach Pascal, Manny Sanders, John Brown, Chase Claypool, Rashard Higgins, and someone who you mentioned briefly, Anthony Miller. Who among these wide receiver twos do you want to talk about here for a little bit? Well, I think we could definitely talk about a guy like Corey Davis, who went on a really nice stretch and then over the last couple of weeks hasn't been as impressive. But uh, he did bounce back last week a little bit with 11 targets in that game. 
He only ran 23 routes, but was targeted 11 times. Five receptions for 39 yards, did not find the end zone. Still was not a great game. He's kind of fallen off a little bit after that, you know, really uh, having a really strong season, really bounced back. But I do think this is a game that they're going to have to throw the ball. They're going to have to score. So I think you can expect Corey Davis to really play well in, in this game and be utilized often. He'll be seeing a majority of Marcus Peters. And let's face it, Marcus Peters is a ball hawk. He is somebody that is super aggressive and often can get burnt because of how aggressive he is on the season uh he has not been great he's been okay on the season he's allowed 836 yards receiving yards which is 64th among all corners five passing or five touchdowns which is 52nd among all corners and he is a targeted average 7.3 targets per game which tells you that teams aren't really all that afraid of throwing at marcus peters so i'm not really worried about that he's also allowed 12 0.7 fantasy points per game as well. So I do not mind targeting uh, Corey Davis here. You know, depending on how deep, like I said, your league runs. We've already talked about Antonio Brown. I don't have to go through that again. If Mike Evans is out, Antonio Brown immediately jumps under the top 10 for me. John Brown uh, looked pretty good in his return back last week. It was good to see that. It does sound like Cole Beasley will be out this upcoming week. And if, if that does happen, then I think that's good things for John Brown. He only played 50%, 50% of the snaps, four, uh, four receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown in that game against Miami. Now this week, you know, obviously a still solid matchup uh, going up against the Colts. Like we've already talked about with Josh Allen. You should not be really all that concerned with in, in this game for the Browns receivers or the, their passing game because the Colts have really struggled to stop the pass over the last month of the season, allowing 330 uh, passing yards per game over that stretch. So I do like John Brown. I think that is a way you can get a little bit different as well. And then I do think Gabe Davis and like super deep leagues, depending on, again, kind of what you're looking at, depending on how many options you have. You know, if you're in a league where you're drafting players, I think that changes things a little bit, but you probably don't want to get that deep into it. Other than that, I do like Darnell Mooney, but we don't know if he's going to play. If he doesn't, I think Anthony Miller becomes an interesting guy that you could probably pivot to. But, you know, you probably have to be pretty desperate if you're going all the way down here. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be some of these guys that pop. And like I like we've talked about on through these runs of shows, you have to get different. You're going to have to get a little bit different. You can't just sit here and say, okay, I want to play Stefan Diggs and A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara and Josh Allen and Mark Andrews. Like, it's just not going to work out. Like, there's going to be guys that, that that outscore those dudes and getting a little bit different, trying to separate yourself a little bit, thinking that of this a little contrarian, I think is a smart way to go. Don't get stupid and play somebody ridiculous, but just getting a little bit different, one play here or there a little bit different can really separate yourself from everybody else, and that's kind of the way that I would look at it. We've talked about it, like, with NFL.com, the way that works with, you know, you can play somebody this week, like you can play a Tyree Kill this week, with it, with the thought process of okay, if this guy, you know, it, I believe this team's going to the Super Bowl, then I'm going to get those multipliers that two time, that three time, and four time multipliers that you could get for like NFL.com. Really trying to separate yourself there, looking at some of those options or Devontae Adams, something like that. Those are all definitely things you should be looking at this week. And you can reach out to us and jump into the comments and let, let if you have any questions about your league or you have specific things like that, you can always ask us and I'll, I'll, we'll be happy to help. Yeah, for sure. Just to wrap things up, uh, the couple guys I want to talk about, you mentioned Antonio Brown in passing. Unfortunately, I do think that even if Mike Evans suits up, he's going to play more of a decoy role. And last week, we really saw A.B. step up, uh, had 14 targets in that game, went 11 for 138 and 2. Kind of got a vintage A.B. game there. 
The other guy, if you know, if you really want to get different, this is probably more of a DFS play, I would think. I don't know if you necessarily have to go down to a guy like this in in a in a regular playoff uh, fantasy setup. But Zach Pascal, I think, is interesting this week. If you look at the Bills in general, they're giving up the fifth fewest fantasy points per game to wide receivers on the year. Tredavious White has been playing really well. We know he plays on the outside. I think he's going to see a lot of T.Y. Hilton, you know, maybe some Michael Pittman here and there. But of the corners that have played over 500 coverage snaps this season, there have been 33 of them. And Tredavious White is tied for third in terms of giving up the fewest receiving yards. Now, if you go to the slot, it is a completely different story. Uh, Teron Johnson plays a slot for the Bills. He has given up the most receptions and the most re receiving yards. To be fair, he has seen the second most targets, but that's not going to matter in this game. You, were, you, you talked about Jonathan Taylor on the running back show just being a little nervous with him because the, the Colts are 7.6.5, depending on where you're looking. Underdogs on the road. Pascal is playing 66% of his snaps from the slot. Now, he doesn't really have any blow-up games this season. You know, he did have that 5 for 79-2 and two against Houston a few weeks ago. But last, uh, last year, he did have a couple of solid games. He had a 4 for 72, 6 for 106, and uh, two touchdowns, 5 for 76 and 1, 7 for 109, 5 for 74 and 1. So he does have a, a couple spike games in him. So if you're looking to get a little bit different – and, you know, you, you really want to go off the beaten path. I do think Pascal is interesting. I'm glad you brought up Gabe Davis. Looks like Cole Beasley is not going to play this game. Isaiah McKenzie is also on the injury report after he kind of had a, a, a blow-up game out of nowhere in Week 17. And Gabe Davis has played over 250 snaps from the slot. And you look at uh, John Brown, he has played less than 30 from the slot. So it would seem like if McKenzie can't go, it's going to be Gabe Davis in the slot on those three wide receiver sets. So, so that's going to do things for us for the wide receiver rankings video. Again, like Kevin said, hit us up, the Fantasy Authority one at gmail.com. There's only 10 of you guys in there. We have 1,000 subscribers. You're, you're only hurting yourself. We have three signed jerseys we've been trying to give away for the past three weeks. And you guys all you just disappear. You're, you were with us for so long. We told you about it. And now all of a sudden, we're, we're literally trying to hand you autographed jerseys. You're nowhere to be found. So what we're going to do with these, what, what did we say, division weekend? Yeah, we're going to give away the Allen Robinson and Keenan Allen signed jerseys on the DFS DJ Nation show, which will be next Thursday during the divisional round, as well as the prop talk next. Uh, are you guys, you guys aren't recording, obviously, on Saturday. What day you guys are going to record on? It's going to depend on when the props come out it looks like for this week we're going to record on friday because there's going to be enough of the props out but if for whatever reason the props are slow coming out we we, we might record too so we'll make sure that you guys know i'll let kev know to relay the information on the dfs show but we will be giving away the a rob and keenan allen jerseys live on those shows if if you want to win it literally just watch we're going to ask you a question whoever answers first you get the jerseys because this is just taken entirely too long we appreciate all you guys. Again, the Fantasy Authority one at gmail.com for the NFL playoff, giving away the Miles Sanders autographed jersey for that one. And then if you're interested in the Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson jerseys, 
Those will be given away live on the DFS show and the prop talk shows next week. So hope all you guys are doing well. Treat each other well. Be nice to one another. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon.